It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Talkback Time with Smithy. Brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Call now for a chance to win today's $50 Chemist Warehouse voucher. 0800 150 811. Yep, uh, 0800 150 811. Uh, as the lady said, uh, please uh, get on the line and uh, make contact with us uh, on a number of issues. A number of issues. Jeff the Ref uh, from Cromwell. Good morning to you, Jeff. Yeah, morning, buddy. Well, I'll just turn the old chairs handpiece off, buddy. Just doing a bit of crutch in this morning. Yeah, just, on, just quickly, bye, my uh, four, four grounds at Cardiff Arms Lansdowne MCG, and I'm going to Eden Park for the first time. So this country boy's heading to Eden Park on Saturday, so I'm really looking forward to that, Smithy. So I don't know who's refereeing. Would you know who's refereeing this week, Jeff? Yeah, I do. We've got a Norris referee, a French AR, and a Welsh AR. So... I'd say the whoever's the most disciplined on Saturday will win the test match. It's going to come down to either an AR call or TMO call or or maybe that last one minute by the referee. Who knows? Who knows, Smithy? Okay, yeah. so how would you have handled it, Jeff, with all your experience? I, I know you have an interna- uh, refereed international rugby uh, to that level. Um, I just wonder how you would have handled it the other night. Well, you, it's like any rule. You can't bring it out in the last minute. If you're going to rule it, you rule it from right from the start. You know, do your pre-match talk, they know, and then your referee, you clean anything up. In the first 10, 10 to 15 minutes, that's when you, you set the, you know, set the standard. You don't bring any... I hate referees that don't, they're penalised in the last minute and they haven't penalised the same ruling right through the game, so... Yes, he was correct by law, but yeah, yeah, that was a big call. Uh, it is a big call, and you're spot on there. Um, offside lines in the 80th minute are nowhere near the same they are in the first five minutes. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So they, it needs to be a tidy up. Um, the ARs and the referee need to be on the same page, and but set the standards. You know. Get the offside lines clearly onside. You know, if you get a free kick or penalise, throw something in the bin in the first 10 minutes, do it. And, and the players will respond. They just want consistency, you know. And, and um, yes, I know that we could have picked different situations, you know, the fo- Foley forward pass or, you know, the s- situations like that. And, 
and that actual turnover in that last minute too by Aussie, I, that was a 50-50 call. So, you know, you could look, analyse the game, but yeah, let's, let's get more consistent, and just be consistent, you know, and um, and make the game flow, you know, to tidy it up. You know, why, why you know, why penalise the line out, right, for uh, creeping in, and you don't penalise the halfback to put, put it on under the, you know, the locked feet, you know, the is inconsistent between line-outs and scrum feed, you know? No, you're dead right. I mean, and, and consistency, I think, is a key word that everyone talks about, whether it's uh, you, Jeff, or whether it's Dave Rennie or Ian Foster, or even Steve Hansen uh, in the past. I've all had grievances with officials, and why wouldn't they? But the one thing that uh, always comes through at the end of the day is that word uh, consistency, mate. Uh, thanks very much for your call. Hey, and enjoy your trip to your Eden Park, your pilgrimage north, and uh, I hope uh, you get great value for money. Uh, I would imagine uh, if you get early and uh, are able to get there and watch uh, the Black Ferns play against the Cherry Blossoms as well, uh, give them a nice f- little send-off before uh, the World Cup starts. I think it's going to be a, a really wonderful occasion, Eden Park, on Saturday afternoon into the evening. Uh, Neville from Dunedin. Good morning to you, Neville. Good morning, Smitty. Um, yeah, that final call really, oh, I just couldn't really get my head around it. Um, the referee is the sole judge of time, isn't he? Well, so, that's my understand. That's my understanding yeah. uh, is that he has yeah. got leeway within his own thinking to add uh, 30, 40 seconds on if he sees um, right. any deliberate stuff. I mean, more so than the guy with the hooter upstairs. I'm not quite sure yeah. how closely they work together or whether TMO's part of that as well. But I, I agree with you. He's he used to be the sole yeah. judge of time. Exactly. Well, he he could he because I mean he he. Um, contacts the TMO when he wants them to review it. Um, so why didn't he just immediately say stop the clock and start it again when he kicks it? I mean, it's so easy. I, mean, I just couldn't believe it. In the last minute, the Aussies deserved to win that. Um, if that had been the All Blacks, good grief. If, if we'd been penalised like that, we'd never hit the end of it. Um, and being the All Blacks, I don't think that would ever happen. But the Aussies, they seem to, um, I don't know, they just seem to get the wrong end of the stick sometimes and can't take a trick. But anyway, it, it's ruined the um, second game to some degree because there's nothing on it now. They can't win the bleeders away, so, um, yeah, it just takes it away. The referees, they- on his own, yeah. he has... Won the Breeders' Low Cup in New Zealand. Well, that's uh, that is true. Uh, that uh, Australia won't be winning the the Rugby Championship or the Breeders' Low Cup, but they can certainly stop New Zealand winning it. Uh, and that I think is is probably their incentive. They, if they left Eden Park with a win, they'd have broken a massive hoodoo. Nev, uh, as as well as that, uh, as well as um, stopping us winning the the championship with all likelihood. Uh, the other thing, Nev, I'd quite like to talk to you about, of course, is the President's Cup this weekend. What are you thinking? Yeah. Well, quite frankly, when you see the number of players missing on either side, it certainly doesn't hold as much interest for me. Um, the whole golf scenario is just so sad. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing an in-depth story on it for Golf Pacific. Um, 
not not a you know just looking at the facts um right at the beginning greg Norman wanted to talk to the pga tour and the dp world tour but they ignored him they didn't even given the courtesy of an acknowledgement and he repeatedly tried to get to sit down with them and they they just ignored him and so um things have escalated um we've seen the pga tour simply copy the live tour and trying to combat them and calling them the enemy you know it's just been like a one-sided war um and Greg Norman has now finally said, I'm just not going to talk to them now because it's just gone too far. So he, he's just run out of steam. And um, it could have all been so different if, if they'd sat down and talked and fitted in live golf. And it could have actually been, you know, could have been another very good um opportunity for players but like you won you know your 2020 cricket um mm. and the other interesting thing is the ceo of the lpga tour and also the ceo of the women's uh, european tour and they are women have both said they will be very happy to sit down and discuss any proposal from Live Golf, and that is such a more mature and different attitude to what Monaghan and Pally have done. Interesting, Neville. Um, with that, that yeah, uh, yeah I, I totally agree. There's been a massive breakdown in communication, and it's going to take a massive amount of, um, I think, uh, communication and uh, a lot of sides uh, giving ground before anything happens to bring them anything like close together. Jared from Christchurch. G'day, Jared. Hey, Smitty. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Very, very good. Yourself? Yeah, good. Hey, um, I love the rhetoric around off. The shoe was on the other foot. You know, you guys would be kicking up a, a stink. And that, that might have some uh, truth to it, but I'd like to think that we'd also be, you know, digging into whoever was tr- uh, kicking the ball out in a timely fashion as well. But, like, who else apart from Kiwis would, would have given a, a crap about us kicking up a stink? You know what I mean? Like, everyone would have just said, oh, you should have been kicking, you know? It's fine to say, hey, if the shoe was on the other foot, yeah, but would you care if it was if it happened to us, right? No one would care. They'd be just hoeing into us. So there's that theory as well, mate. So also with Darcy Swain, I'd just like to say, like, in a, in a game where players are getting red-carded in multiple weeks suspensions for accidental heat clashes and, you know, shoulders to the head where players are moving at uh, high speeds and, you know, a lot of accidental stuff going on. For that to be ruled a yellow card was absolutely mind-boggling to me, like an intentional act of, like, thuggery that that you don't really see... Um, these days, you know, 80s and 90s were, were probably the last time you see this sort of um, garbage, like a sickening act, right? And for that to get a yellow card was, I thought, that was probably the biggest decision of the match for me. Like, uh, unbelievable. Like, just just crazy. That guy's a thug, so I hope he gets 8 to 12 weeks, mate. It's just disgusting. And read, read just a few selections. A really interesting week for selections, like 
you know, the possibility of Geordie going into 12. He seems to be the front runner by sort of what's being said in the media. So I just pray that they don't put Bodum. Nothing against Bodie. He's great coming off the bench or even starting at 10. But don't put him back to fullback and sort of start with the failed experiment from the, the bloody uh, 2019 World Cup. You've got the country's best fullback sitting on the wing there. Put him back to fullback. Sebu Reid, who didn't do anything wrong to be dropped in the first place, great defender also, sitting there waiting for his turn. I mean, like, just don't put Bodie back there. Just have him off the bench or have him start. Just And hopefully, you know, Hardy gets a go at seven. I'd love to see him have another run around at seven, mate. That guy's an absolute freak, so welcome him back with open arms. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing is for sure, Adi Savia will be in there. We do not know what jersey he will wear, but... I'm with you. I'd like to see him at seven. And certainly uh, if uh, the number 15 jersey does become vacant for um, reasons of Geordie Barrett getting shifted uh, slightly further forward, there is only one option. There is only one option. And it has to be Will Jordan. It just simply has to be Will Jordan. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.